0: All right, Glenn. Given this new discovery, we have a few new safety precautions we need to take. Here are the new safety rules. No cursing! No swearing, that's the same thing as cursing, no drinking, no smoking, no doing the- the cocaine, the heroin, none of that stuff, no premarital sex- That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, no- no taking the Lord's name in vain, like Uh, you just did, you uh, son of a bitch. Oh no, I cursed too. Shit, fuck, I did it again! Goddammit, we're all gonna be killed by Santa Claus, oh no. Oh, the following podcast contains spoilers for rare exports, A Christmas Tale. You have been fucking warned. Oh, I did it again. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. No! Santa! Oh my God! See here? I know him. Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Laz. Put that cookie down. Now. Yes, this Christmas music.
1: It's joyful and trial. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Benjamin Button, along with your fucking host, <laughs> Miguel Magusto.
0: I like how you've been just cursing to introduce me lately.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just has to happen anymore. It has
0: to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing?
1: I'm not bad, my man. I'm not bad. We we know last week I was I was slowly dying of a, a silly little cough. It's 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 eased up just a little bit. But that's it's good. Good.
0: I'm glad to hear. Still it. Still lingering. That's for sure. Yes, lingering, lingering. Mm-hmm. But how uh, are you? I'm doing good. I, I uh you know this time of year is always busy for me. Not because you know families and holidays and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but because of movies. Movies, because uh, they're the most important thing in the world. You know, they have I. To be. Between if I had to choose between my son and my wife in movies, I'd have to think. That's <laughs> sometimes you do have to do that. <laughs> Speaking of movies, Glenn, how many movies mm. have you seen this week that you would like uh, to discuss? Let's let's take a little
1: number count. We've got mm-hmm. one. Two Three, four, and five movies. Ooh, I've that's seen. a busy week for you. That's not too bad. uh Two of them, basically, in a technical way, I've kind of seen with you. Uh, yes. Minus one, one's you know I watched by myself, but we're both talking about it, so that. Well,
0: three a of them you saw. What? And it together, or if you're including the one we're about to talk about, we saw mm-hmm. two in
1: theaters together, did we not? You know, I always forget to review it after we do it. So I guess technically you're, you could be right. I, I do be uh, talking that shit.
0: Yes. But what movies uh, are
1: they? <coughs> um, oh, so God. the first one is going to be School Ties. I was, mm. I was sitting there, I was sitting there, and then I was sitting there some more. And I said, wow, I don't think I've really seen that many Brennan Fraser movies. Uh, so I kind of want to see them. And lo and behold, a lot of his movies aren't really on some platforms, but if you do find some, they might be on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is one of them, um, and it was actually a really solid film in my opinion. Yeah, um, it, gets, it gets kind of a little washed by you know being most or like being made how most movies are made, like when like it's a college movie. So like it can kind of feels like it, it's like one and the same of all the other ones,
0: mm-hmm. but I
1: mean, other than that, it it faces like a, you know Brennan Brendan Fraser being a being a Jewish uh, kid who's going to uh, what's what's the school's name? It's not like Harvard, but one of those Ivy League schools.
0: Yale. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, one Patron. Of those. It's not Patron. I don't well, know. Patrone. <laughs> that's a very good school to go Princeton. to. Princeton. That's, that's what Rams I was from. thinking of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was it was great how. Um, It went through all that and how great Brennan was in it and how much of a dick Matt Damon can play. Mm It is kind of wild. I I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Then we watched Strange World. That's the other movie that I did not review on Letterboxd. Uh, You can go to YouTube and see what we thought about that ourselves. Uh, And then we watched a little movie called Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. Uh, we did not review that because I said, "Let me take in all the liquids that this movie has to offer," and you were very confused, and so was I. But I said it anyway.
0: <laughs> That's actually like pretty much exactly what you yep. said too. <laughs> I was just like, "The fuck did you just say to me?"
1: Um, I really liked this movie. The, fir- the n- first *Knives Out* movie was fantastic, and and this was it was pretty much on par with that. But in a way, it it was not as. Uh, mysterious as as far as like what the plot was yeah um in a way but i mean it was still a solid film um that ryan johnson just whipped out of his ass again (laughs) i'm happy for him i hope he keeps making them honestly
0: yeah
1: um and then i watched a little movie called mona lisa smile this was like a recommendation after i watched school ties so i just was like fuck it that's the uh, um,
0: Kirsten Dunst is in that, right? And, uh, Kirsten Julia Dunst Roberts. and
1: Julia Roberts uh, Maggie I Gyllenhaal. I haven't seen it,
0: but I know who's in it.
1: A bunch bunch of leading ladies in this film. I thought it was pretty good. There's some characters that, that kind of annoyed me the more they were on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, more or less that they were just kind of being overwhelming. Not necessarily that they were just bad, just kind of overwhelming. Um, but I, th- I think it was a solid film and you know, it's great for a lot of ladies. They love—they love this film over on Letterboxd. They throw mm-hmm. the word "gay" around a lot, which is pretty, which is pretty hilarious. But Letterboxd is so weirdly just horny, and it freaks me out. It is—it's very weird. Um, but other than that, I watched another Brendan Fraser movie. I didn't get too far in it. I was watching it last night, and I kind of fell asleep during it. Uh, called Mrs. Winterborne. Mm. Um, it's. It's kind of a mediocre movie for the most part. Uh, Brendan's great. Um, it's just it's just a weird plot and like tone of the movie. It's like a comedy yeah. about something that's not really comedic. I would necessarily say, um, but it's it's okay. I'm gonna try to finish it tonight after the podcast. And then of course I watched Rare Exports, which we shall get into in just a momento. Yes, but Mike. Yes. What did you what did you get into?
0: I saw nine movies. Mm-hmm, uh, not bad. Uh, yeah, not bad. The first one I watched, I could have sworn there was more, but whatever. Uh, the first one I watched is a movie I told you to watch called The Stranger. The Stranger is about a, uh, is with uh, Sean Harris and Joel Ed- Edgerton. Mm, um, my man. Yeah, it's your boy. And uh, essentially, Joel Edgerton's an undercover cop and he's doing a sting on Sean Harris and it's a fantastic film very it's got a lot of psychological moments it's it's really cool um does great job at planning doubt in your head throughout Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. like it's a great film i can't recommend it enough so people should check out the stranger glenn you should definitely check out the stranger going to check out the stranger then i went from the stranger to strange world we have a review for that on the youtube you can check that out there yeah disney animated movie find out what we thought Uh, Then I watched a movie by uh, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, uh, uh, alumni of the podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I watched their latest film, Something in the Dirt. Um, This, I don't know if it was made at like the height of the pandemic, but it definitely felt like it because it's essentially them. And like they made it with just like... 10 of their close friends or whatever. Like, it wasn't, like, a, a big crew or anything. Yeah. And they just made this movie that is essentially just them throughout the entire thing, just talking. Uh, pretty interesting. It it kind of drags in the middle, uh, but it, it's still a really cool concept. It's got really cool ideas. Uh, I enjoyed it overall. I was a little disappointed by it, but but nothing, you know, absolutely deal-breaking. So that was yeah. something in the dirt. Then my lovely wife... Agreed. I I told her I I told her back in October. I'm like, listen, Academy Award season's coming out. Award season in general is <laughs> coming out. There's gonna be lots of movies I'm gonna want to see. You have to give me some leeway. We have to work together. If you mm-hmm. if ultimately cannot go, I will not go to a movie. But I would love to try to go see as many movies as possible in theaters. And she's the greatest. And said, of course, we will try to make it happen. So we made a deal that let me do a double feature on Friday. Uh, And the first movie I saw was Devotion with um, uh, Jonathan Powers, I think his name is. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Jonathan Majors and Glenn Uh, Powell. Powell. (laughs) That's my guy. And Glenn Mm -hmm. Powell. Uh, It's essentially it's based on a true story of uh, a a, a black fighter pilot in the Korean War. And, you know, the adversity he had to face and everything. And uh, for the most part, it was okay, But it had such a strong ending that it really just kind of won it for me um mm-hmm. it does have like a little bit of like i i don't even want to say like military propaganda but it, it's it's definitely like you know not as anti-war as i normally like my anti my my war movies yeah um but it, it's still a uh it's more about him than it is the war itself mm-hmm. uh and so i i really liked it it's got a lot of powerful moments in it uh So, yeah, that was Devotion. Then for the second movie of that day, I watched Bones and All, uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, Guadagnino. Yeah, Luca Guadagnino. It's got uh, Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, Mark Rylance, Michael Stuhlbarg. Uh, David Gordon Green is in it for a hot second, the director of the new Halloween trilogy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, He's really creepy in it. I told you a little bit about his part. You did. Um, this, uh, so me and Luca Guadagnino rarely get along because I feel like his movies are horribly paced. Yeah. Uh, this was his best paced movie. I actually enjoyed it for the most part, but it, you know, ultimately has things in it that I didn't care for. Uh, and nor did I care. You know, it's, it's mostly a romance, even though it's a different romance. You know, me and romance, we mm-hmm. don't really, uh, get along. You guys don't shimmy the shake, you know? We don't shimmy the shake, no. Uh, and then. You know, I was really going to give this uh, a four out of five, and then the last 20 minutes just completely ruined it. it it's kind of like Luca Guadagnino went back to his old ways and and just made everything more drawn out than it needed to be. It ended 20 minutes late. Uh, mm. The song choice for the final five minutes was horrible. It was the worst song I've ever heard in a movie for <laughs> what it was supposed to be doing. Uh, so it ultimately bumped it down to a three and a half, but it is what it is. Uh a pretty good movie overall. Most people are going to like it. Uh, some of the people in my uh, theater hated it. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's going to be divisive, unless you're me, and then I'm going to be right down the middle. <laughs> then I watched Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. We're going to get to that just a minute. Then I watched a movie, a British comedy called Brian and Charles, which is like a mockumentary about this guy who makes a robot. He's like a really strange guy who lives on his own, Kind of like the the town weirdo and everything, and he makes a robot. And it's really, really funny for like the first 45 minutes, and then it drags on a bit, and then gets, in a good way, pretty sad towards the end. So it's just a weird movie overall, Uh, but it's good as well at the same time. Uh, Not as good as I had hoped, but I still enjoyed it. So that was Brian and Charles. Uh, if you like weird British comedies, you should definitely check that out. They do be pretty good. Yes. Uh, then, my lovely wife, let me see another double feature on She's Sunday. She's so
1: fantastic! She's
0: so fantastic! So I watched Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery with you. Mm. Uh, after the movie ran, after the credits started rolling, I turned to you and said, this is probably the one thing I wouldn't mind if they keep making it. Yeah, you do. Because I usually, I personally hate franchises. Right after usually... I
1: said that liquid thing.
0: Yes, Right after you said the liquid thing that I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I usually hate franchises because they run things to the ground and they have no finality. And finality is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as long as they take their time and make sure the quality is up to snuff, Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig will make continuously good Knives Out movies. Yeah, what's Um,
1: nice about that too is like he's just a detective in a story. Like the story's not about him. He's just... it's he's just a high like, uh, eyeglass into it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Agatha Christie's <laughs> uh, uh, H- uh, Hercule Poirot or whatever his yeah. name is, uh, who uh, you know the Kenneth Branagh movies, Murder on the Orient Express and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Death on the Nile. Uh, it's like that, but with a a man from New Orleans, I'm assuming. New he's Orleans, from New Orleans, uh, and it's just funny. It, it's it's a perfect device to tell a, a good like mystery, murder, comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for them to make more. I read that Ryan Johnson is going to start writing the third one. Uh, when, uh, 2023 comes. Um, did he do a movie in between knives out in this one? I don't think he did. Let me not, check. Though. Not that
1: he was really given a choice with the, yeah, Panny D and all that.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he went straight into this. Uh, yeah, no, he, he went straight into, uh, mm-hmm. this, um, and honestly, his best movies are murder, crime, like, uh, mysteries, like Brick, yeah. one of his first Brick, movies. Him. That's a, uh, noir that takes place in a high school. That's got a lot of really good dry humor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Looper is kind of a mystery, but it's more sci-fi. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fine. And, but yeah, I, I love this. I can't wait for him to make more. Uh, it's a franchise that I legitimately like. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I watched The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's newest movie. I saw you had some um, words about that one. I did. I think most people are going to disagree with me, but that is because of my expectations going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I expected to see. So d- I said the, the, the words that he is, is referring to. I said The Fablemans is the most disappointing movie of the year. Uh, and that is only because I went in expecting to see something similar to my life growing up as a child Uh, and the thing that disappoints me the most is that film while a big part of it is not as big as you would think it would be Uh, it's mostly about his parents divorce Uh, so I felt kind of duped in that sense and and that's not like a spoiler that's a well known fact that it's about his divorce and everything so I I hope people don't think I spoiled something Uh, but it's just it, it, it felt like it lacked focus like the first I, I was texting our friend John Clark, front of the podcast. John Clark, and of he's course, our friend, <laughs> and I said the first act uh, gave me tears in my eyes. Pretty much every five minutes. Uh, never fall out, cry, but tears in my eyes. Yeah. The second act made me roll my eyes a lot, and then the third act had me covering my eyes in secondhand embarrassment. Oh uh, man! So it was just like so the a water downward. was on,
1: but the sprinklers not sprinklers weren't letting out, and yeah, then it yeah. all just sucked it, it, it was, back in.
0: It was a downward spiral, mm. uh, and the parts about film are truly great, and I felt very relatable to me because a lot of it, you know was similar to my upbringing with going to the movies and everything Uh, as as close as it can be without being Jewish or being in the 1950s and 60s. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But and then, yeah, the the part about his family was fine. I just felt like I was kind of deceived because it wasn't what I it, it wasn't. It didn't wrap in with the film as much as I thought. So it it felt very unfocused and it felt like he picked 20 random memories from his childhood and threw them into a hat uh, yeah. or he wrote down like 50 of them and picked 20 at random out of a hat. And that's how he wrote the movie. That's what it felt like. Uh, but yeah, not a bad movie. It's got decent acting. Michelle Williams is kind of over the top, but I feel like that's probably how his mom might've been you know a little bit manic depressive and everything mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not i don't want to say it was a bad performance but it just kind of felt weird off. uh and then yeah fell off exactly and yeah. uh yeah mostly it just wasn't what i was expecting and that was disappointing because i was going in expecting to see kind of something i could relate to a lot and it was something i didn't relate to much at all so uh yeah that's that most people are probably gonna love it I'm I, everyone I've been talking to them, I, I say do not listen to me go in and make your own opinion that goes for you too Glenn you should make your own opi- opinion I'll never do families. that
1: <laughs> you've you've neutered me in
0: so many ways <laughs> I've neutered you <laughs> I've cut your balls off that's exactly what I did so anyway mm. that's all I saw this week let's get into Rare Exports It's the most magical time of the year
1: when traditions are honored and the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. Found something else than just plain rocks and dirt this mountain is like a giant ice box for storing what
0: drill deeper bear the dynamite you have a grave to rob minize key In the depths of the Korva Tunturi Mountains, I didn't start it that time, 486 meters deep lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. Directed by Yalmari Helander, uh, written by Yalmari Helander and Yuso Helander and Petri Yokiranta. Uh, it is starring Yorma Tamila, Oni Tamila, Peter Jacobi, and Tomi mm-hmm. Corpella and several other names, which I am not going to try to butcher, except for Jonathan Hutchings. I know how to pronounce that, because that is... That was uh, a tough one. I'm actually surprised you got that one. <laughs> that is the one American person in this entire movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, this, of course, I, I picked this because I had uh, watched it in 2010, barely remembered it with the exception of part of the end, but I remembered I, I liked it so I wanted to give it another go and also share it with the world because I feel like we need more weird Christmas movies and this people's eyes was. need to see things. Yes, people's eyes need to see things and this was definitely a weird Christmas movie. Uh, so before I go into my thoughts about my second viewing Glenn, tell me a little bit about your first viewing. I tell you
1: what I wasn't know what I, I wasn't knowing anything about what I was going into. And when I saw some some naked gentlemen, I said, "Wow, this is exactly what I was expecting going into this and I said, <laughs> "Let's multiply that by about a hundred and fifty of those <laughs> and i'm I'm thankful every day that I sit down at my bed and pray to Jesus that he got <laughs> he like made something like this, you know <laughs> i I'm just I'm just spitting a, a, a pitch perfect day in my life. Thank
0: you Jesus for 150 old men, more naked old men than I saw in the YMCA gym. Thank
1: Thank you Jesus <laughs> for all those those tally whackers flying left and right. <laughs> but no, this um this this was a goofy movie. Like it, it at any moment in its runtime, it could have just went over the top and ridiculous but it it kind (laughs) of stayed lack of a better word grounded to what it was (laughs) yeah um because it's it's serious about what it is and what it is is ridiculous absolutely But but it doesn't overstep its its place in 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 like going over the top comedy or or well a little bit in over the top action but it's like it, it's funny how it does that yeah it kind it, of felt if, like an
0: 80s movie it's the it's
1: like a, a chee- cheesy 80s movie that's not you know arnold <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it, you could imagine arnold being in it but it's not it's not there and it's it's grounding itself to it yeah uh, this this movie is all all types of goofy as shit yeah um and dear God, how do we how do we jump into talking about that?
0: <laughs> well, it, it definitely plays itself as straight, like it's it's it it doesn't. It's a funny movie, but it doesn't play itself as if it's funny. Like everything mm-hmm. in this is one hundred percent serious. Yeah, but it's not going for the laughs. Yeah, it's not it going for the laughs. laughs. Yeah, it knows the laughs are going to be there, but it's not going for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the the thing that uh, I don't want to say surprised me, but that like I completely i'm shocked i didn't remember is how much the main like business guy with the hat and glasses in the beginning reminded me of a indiana jones villain
1: (laughs) yeah i I had scrooge in my head the whole time
0: scrooge too yeah but he he just he just feels like a a uh a nazi looking for the the (laughs) ark of the covenant and and the fact that i didn't pick up on the first time on that the first time kind of makes me ashamed Mm-hmm. uh to to call myself a film buff how dare you uh, and then like once he realizes that santa claus is indeed buried underneath that mountain uh the seriousness of the nice and naughty list with like all the rules and and everything and and just how quickly it becomes like this over the top thing where it's like oh you can't curse you can't swear or mm-hmm. you can't
1: smoke cigarettes or anything like that
0: yeah uh and uh yeah, it was just really funny. And then I kind of did – I did probably more research with this uh, than I do most movies we discuss uh, because, you know, there was never a point in this where the kids were excited that Santa Claus was real and he was coming. Mm-hmm. And so I looked into what Finnish people uh, – the story of Santa is with them and it, it kind of is what the uh, the main kid – I think his name is – yeah, uh, Pietari, uh that what he finds out where like Santa is kind of like a combination of Santa and Krampus
1: mm-hmm.
0: where he's like this, this demon that, that punishes naughty children and he'll, he'll reward good children, but he also punishes naughty children. And, uh, just the fact that these, uh, Finnish men, I'm assuming they're all men who were so scarred as children with the story of Santa Claus to make this, uh, christmas horror movie i just thought that that was great you know oh yeah take taking these these little differences uh as pietari says uh it's not like the coca-cola santa yeah uh i think he says not that coca-cola shit or something at one point um it it was just fun to see you know i i love seeing how different people celebrate uh christmas that's kind of why i like the whole idea of krampus because uh that's that's a german i believe it's comes from Germany yeah. uh, belief where Krampus comes on December 6th, I want to say, and kidnaps naughty children. And then this just combines the two of Krampus and, and uh, Santa uh, in the land that Santa is actually supposed to live in Lapland uh, mm. in, in Finland. So, uh, yeah, I feel like their idea of Santa, if any, is more real than any other's. I mean, it's just
1: it's 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 got to be, you know, mm-hmm, and with mm-hmm. the horns and all. Yes. Um, and even and huge
0: too. He was a big. Oh my god. He was a thick boy. Damn boy. He man thick. was
1: man was forbidden and frugal. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was it was actually really cool to see because when the air quotes Santa is caught and everything, um. You're like, oh, man, this guy is, is freaky as shit looking. Yeah, like he was all, the
0: the quote unquote Santa I referred to last week, saying he was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Completely forgetting that he's not indeed Santa.
1: Yeah, he's they like they they find uh, this this guy trapped in the wolf trap that that, that the father made um, illegally, and that, illegally, and they assume that it's it's Santa because obviously they're he's on the loose. Uh, from this this little expedition of mining they've been doing um, and all signs lead to this being Santa uh, i.e. the goddamn white beard and old ass body this man has Mm -hmm. Um, and like the way he's in this warehouse just kind of like hunched over and just
0: naked of course as is tradition naked
1: dong flopping flailing (laughs) um He's just so skinny and menacing and just with his stares and everything you're like, "Oh man, this is this is awesome." Like the, the movie had a comedic tone for most of the time, but this, yeah. you're like, "Oh shit, this anything could pop off right now what he's about to do." And and then Nothing really does happen, but it's so menacing, wondering what's going to happen, and then you find out that's not actually Santa, he's just a helper, he's just mm-hmm. one of the air quote elves that uh that helps the actual Santa. And they show what um that Mr. Klaus actually looks like in this giant block of ice, and it's so menacing, and you don't actually even get to see what it looks like, you just see the horns and the yeah. eyes, but not what it actually looks like and it, it it left me wanting to see what he actually looked like. I don't yeah. know if there's a second one or if like they ever actually show the concept other than what's in those uh, little fables uh, of books, the mm-hmm. uh, the fairy tale books or not, but oh man, it would have been really cool to fucking see what they they had planned for its looks.
0: Yeah, it, it really would have been um it's, it's it's just such a it really is like the tale of of uh, you know, three movies where, like, the first part feels like an Indiana Jones movie with with uh, the rich asshole mm-hmm. who's, who's digging up everything. Then it kind of goes into, like, a horror territory where, you know, uh, the the livestock are dying, the reindeer are dying, and they can't explain why. And then uh, Pietari sees footsteps on his roof and uh, just just building this tension and then when they catch uh the, the Little Helper and that that's his whole that feels like a, a hostile or a saw horror movie there. Yeah. And then the final part feels like a full on eighties action movie, uh explosions and all with, with Pietari having quite possibly the funniest lines and everything.
1: Dude, Kid uh, was
0: badass as shit. He was he was badass where he's <laughs> He's having his own Arnold Schwarzenegger moment, mm-hmm. where uh, he's hanging from the helicopter, and and uh, Pia Parin were- and, and uh, the, the guy flying the helicopter. He says, "I can't, I can't get you if you go down there." And he just says, "I'm not coming back. Um, and then, I don't plan on coming back."
1: And, and then just jumps off that jumps off backwards, <laughs> the face Dude, all scrunched up, and everything. yeah, kid
0: was ready to sacrifice himself for the greater good, and, and yeah. it's just it's such a fun fact like that you could tell they had fun making this and oh, yeah. and I love it you know some movies like that aren't great but you if you can at least tell they had fun making it I'm much easier going on them mm-hmm. uh, than like if it looks like they had a horrible time making it and it's not a good movie uh, but this was both where is a good movie and you could tell they had a blast making it uh, and on top of all of that it made me really want gingerbread yeah honestly the, yeah they eat a lot of gingerbread bread in this, and I'm like, that shit looks good. Mm-hmm. And it looks better than any gingerbread I have. <laughs> it, at, yeah, in, we in have US. here where yeah. it's just
1: basically unedible after you make
0: it. I mean, I still eat it, but yeah, it's it's yeah. it's pretty unedible. Um But yeah, it, it's it's just such a fun movie. And yeah,
1: this movie at any point could have crossed the line on like going overboard on itself yeah. but it's somehow it never it never strayed its foot across it mm. it, it was weirdly well done <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and uh i think we can all agree that uh you know the most controversial part about this is that they go from reindeer farmers to slave traders mm-hmm. uh Infantly. trading the, yeah after they kill sander they have all these uh santa's little helpers that they turn into santa clauses mm-hmm. to send out to the world it's, it's such a weird concept that there's an actual like end to the means and everything and
1: yeah you never like, really know why it's called rare exports until the end
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're just like okay is it, is it the rich guy that's exporting things yep. and then they they the whole thing's just leading up to them creating this company to to essentially send out free santas which how mm-hmm. do you even begin to like explain that to someone i this I is couldn't a rem- tell you <laughs> this is a remote town in finland where mm-hmm. like the biggest thing that's happening is people's radiators are going missing when their kids go missing yeah. they're not and even the concerned yeah their kids they're not even concerned where their kids go missing they're just like oh yeah they're gonna be back don't worry about it mm-hmm. and, and like how do you just be like oh yeah uh, these are santa's little helpers uh, or if you don't even go that far, these are people dressed mm-hmm. as Santa, they're trained to be Santa. We're gonna send them in, in a box to you, yeah. Just what? get ready, he's coming. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town, yes, he is. Uh, but it, that just adds to like the the ridiculousness of it all, and, and mm-hmm. it's it's great. Um, but yeah, it's I love the performances in it, especially uh, Oni Tamila, uh, who plays Piatari. He's just like, I don't know, he just. For being so small, like commands the screen. He he, t- oh, yeah. he takes charge anytime. Especially
1: that last half too. Oh,
0: absolutely! He's mm-hmm. a fucking hero. We all need.
1: Yeah, um, I salute him every day now. Yeah, going but, forward.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't have too much else to say about this. It's. I'm really glad I picked this. I I'm glad I rewatched it. I hope I remember it more this time around. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a really fun movie.
1: I'm also glad you picked it. It is a blessing to my eyes and my wonders going uh, forward in life. And I'm going to enjoy the liquids that it has to give me, you know?
0: I hope that that doesn't become a thing for you where that's Uh, just something you say. uh, It's at
1: least a week this week thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah.
0: Yeah, so that does it for the review of Rare Exports at Christmas Tale. That brings us to the judgment, as always. It needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. This was my pick, so I get to go first. Uh, I love Nordic countries. Mm -hmm. My family hails from Nordic countries. There's always a little bit something special going on whenever I watch Nordic things happening. Uh, Fuzzy Uh, feeling. Fuzzy feeling. Uh, And... Even if that wasn't the case, I would still love this movie. It's it's a funny movie, uh, it's a fun movie. It 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 knows what it is and doesn't try to be anything else, mm-hmm. and doesn't have like some hidden agenda that I feel like if an American movie was made, it would try to have. Uh, not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it does oftentimes create weird tonal issues. Uh, but yeah, creepy, funny, hilarious, fun, adventurous. Uh 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 bad CGI but you don't mind because it's not a big blockbuster movie like the MCU that has it CGI. This is just a low budget movie that has bad CGI. So it's forgivable. This does go on the shelf. I would
1: say the same. I think it does mm. go on the shelf. It's it's funny. It's it is quite honestly a a treat for the festive uh palate. Yes. Yeah. Um and I'm looking did they make a I guess this this was originally a short film back in yeah, 2003 I saw,
0: I saw that too yeah with the the same uh, adult actors Yorma Tamila uh, Tommy Corpella and Rauno mm-hmm. um, That's that's
1: pretty cool that they were yeah. able to like seven years later just make this movie
0: yeah It must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. You just got to wait seven years. Uh, If any rich people are listening to this, I'm trying to find funding for my future (laughs) film, Eugene versus Humanity. Please Mm -hmm. contact us. Uh, Shameless plug there. (laughs) And it's okay. Uh, Rich people don't have any idea how good they have it they really don't
1: I think I'm pretty sure they do and they they don't they probably do
0: they probably do anyway Rare Exports does make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden that brings us to our assignment for next week we're continuing on our holiday journey to watch all the holiday movies we possibly can only this time Glenn it is your pick Uh, ah yes what festivities are you bringing to us
1: uh, I figured since last week, or technically this week, you chose a movie that was could have possibly been over the top, but mm. luckily it wasn't. Now, I possibly could be giving you a movie that is quite over the top, and I watched the first Sylvester of, Stallone. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, that goddamn hero too. <laughs> uh, but this is another movie where I watched the first two minutes, and I was like, well, I can't not watch this at this point um and (laughs) if if it's possible i think you and i should watch this together because i feel like we won't have the same reaction if we don't watch it together and i'm gonna say the name of the movie and honestly that's kind of all i want to tell you okay santa jaws
0: (laughs) 2018 i take it
1: it's 2018, yeah.
0: Oh my goodness gracious!
1: Uh, only found on Amazon Prime. Santa Jaws: A young aspiring comic book artist is gifted a mysterious pen that brings his drawings to life. Now his creation, Santa Jaws, begins to devour his family, and the remaining must battle for survival against this creature.
0: I both love and hate this country.
1: Yeah, this and this is, world. This is something, uh, in the first two minutes, I, I was like, well, I, we, we can't not watch this movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, directed by Misty Tally, uh, hoping it's Tally, starring Reed Miller, Courtney Lauren Cummings, and Jim Clock. We've got Santa Jaws, everybody. Santa mm-hmm. Jaws is coming to town. Can't believe you would do this on Christmas Eve. You're grounded. What? Tomorrow is the Christmas Eve comic book party. Well, you should have thought of that before. You're better off without him. Isn't that right, Santa Jaws? Coach! That
0: is not a shark! That is Santa Jaws!
1: I know her! I made her! That is her!
0: You son of a fish. Hmm. <sighs> ho, yeah. ho, ho. Ho, <laughs> ho. Ho, 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 <laughs> ho. I'm sure that joke is made in this somehow. It's Anyways, gotta be. Uh, I am equally uh, uh, appalled, <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, offended, and excited all at the same time that this is what you would pick. Yeah. The poster is atrocious.
1: It's bad, yeah.
0: The lighting in the trailer is atrocious. Mm-hmm the cgi i just saw is atrocious
1: yeah everything about this me. screams harmony and i'm ready
0: S- something tells me we're gonna have a magical experience with this mm. uh so yes yeah, santa jaws is our assignment for next week thank you all <laughs> everyone for listening as always you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on instagram where are keystone underscore film underscore review uh facebook tiktok youtube keystone film review and on letterboxd i am mike kfr and i am glenn kfr and that will do it until next week when we go ho 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 goodbye everybody bye bye
1: Merry Christmas, you filthy animal!